know Your ass better call somebody Hey, hey, what do you say? It's time. It's time. Ball Junk episode sweet 16. I'm pumped. Frankie Knuckles is here. How are you, man? I am doing very well. Very well. Just very well. Yeah, it's been a very busy week. Uh, very busy. I We recorded Film Junk Monday, edited that Tuesday, helped my parents last night, worked. Recording this tonight, editing this tonight, so... You're busy. Yeah. And working every day. Did I introduce myself? You're Greg. Or the gas man. Whatever you want. But that's me. Um, Speaking of film junk, I gotta say... Oh, don't... I know what's coming already. The Rock's the worst. completely (laughs) dropped the ball on San Andreas. It's terrible. It's so bad. It was awesome. It was so much fun. Like, it was so stupid, but yeah. it was great. Uh, like many people in the world, you are blind, <sighs> blinded by your passion for The Rock or Dwayne Johnson. And I mean, I have biases, certain biases, too, I think. Well, I mean, really? like, but I said it was it was one of the stupidest, corniest, cheesiest movies ever. But the whole package was fantastic because it was that bad. It was so fun to watch. <laughs> I guess. How did uh, I, like all of you dumbasses Jay, just, Jay, just Jay, missed it? Oh, we give it a three. I guess. Yeah. I guess three out of five for Jay is pretty. That's good. pretty good. Yeah. Believe me, I've shit on movies worse than San Andreas. Oh man, like. <laughs> He said, we're going to get our daughter. Like, like I was like, Dad! I was by myself. See, and that's, sitting in a that's, car. that's where we disagree. I, I, I think he what they were taking it seriously. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, I do. I don't it, know. Well, it, it doesn't matter what their point was. What the end result was, was enjoyable. And it was fun. Well, much like everything, you love The Rock. Yes. And I hate The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, well split the difference too. Uh, but I mean then watching Mad Max like Mad Max made San Andreas look like you know earthquake from 1978 because yes. Mad exactly. Max was insane. Yeah. It was really good. Um but uh like again, you know, I'm, I'm by myself at the drive-in and I got my snacks and and uh when the guy with the guitar, that's, you know, I don't want to spoil it. Like, I, like, popped through the roof when it, with that shot when they revealed the guy playing the guitar. It was just, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, I like, come on. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it, I, was, it was just the weirdest thing. I had seen it. it fit so perfectly. I had seen it in every preview that I had seen. Really? Stuff too, I know, hadn't so. seen any previews oh, okay. for the movie, so, so yeah. I was not expecting I, I My reaction may have been different if I... Didn't know about it already. So you probably shouldn't have... Uh... I try not to. Right. I try not to. Right. I hate trailers. But see, you went in hating The Rock. Yes. <sighs> I, I I just think he... Uh, I don't know. He just gets a... He a bit oozes of a charisma. He, but he, he does definitely doesn't in that movie. At <laughs> sure all. Sure he does. No. Like, there was... Any a... charisma that people give him in that movie is being projected from past charisma. Oh, I completely disagree. He takes everything so serious. He's trying to act so hard in that movie, and it's <laughs> awful. Rather than just being who some would call his likable self. 
but but I don't think he's acting at all. He is just himself in that. I mean, sure, he's not he's not you know calling somebody a big pile of monkey crap and sticking a boot in their mouth like like when he was in in wrestling. But uh, you know, I mean, there's a time and a place for that. But I mean, like he's playing a, a character who's supposed to be this heroic fireman who's like a, a, a rescue chopper pilot and once the earthquake hits he rescues nobody except his own family <laughs> like there were two old people on the side of the road screaming and waving him down and he just fucking drove right past him i agree <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's Terrible. so stupid it was so much fun so bad you liked it so bad i didn't yeah I don't know. I think The Rock. Is. I think the whole group of you guys have forgotten how to enjoy movies on the most part, for the most part. Disagree. You guys disappointed me. I, I guess the rest of the world has forgotten how to enjoy them, too, because not a lot of people like San Andreas. I think it's what? pretty much split down the middle, kind of like you and me. You and me. I don't want to shit on The Rock anymore. <laughs> We're good. Who knows? Maybe he likes that. He's a, he's a perfectly nice man. Sure he is. And I'm sure he doesn't give a fuck what I say. He's a great actor. We'll stop there. No, he's not a good actor. <laughs> he's a pretty terrible actor. <laughs> Except when he was on wrestling. He was really good. Agreed. So no what else is going on? Absolutely nothing. Other than just being super busy. Nothing. No? No. Okay. Housework, work. That's about it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Sports are ramping down not yes. not three games every night like no it, like it has no. been so it's actually kind of a nice break it was getting to be a lot uh well yeah i would say the playoffs for both sports which we will talk about have been pretty lackluster so far the first round of the nba was okay yeah everything else has just been um a bit of a wash yeah well the uh semi-finals were pretty terrible awful yeah like really bad anyway but yeah no so i've been i've been busy as well i got my own store and then i've got the second store plus for the next couple of weeks i'm the acting regional director for western ontario that's another 15 stores i'm in charge of so things have been very busy i haven't spent this much time in front of a computer and spreadsheets and i get like 80 to 100 emails a day people i don't even know just fill down I'm on uh, control D I'm on conference calls with like VPs. So I'm just like sweating profusely, trying not to swear. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, well, that's good. Busy. Yeah. But then, so then I get to go home and, and just kind of watch sports in the evening, which is enjoyable and the bachelorette. Right. <laughs> what a show you're watching it, right? Uh, yeah. Half watching yeah. it. I don't sit glued to my seat watching it all. Right. It's because you were on Team Brit? Yeah, I was on Team Brit. You were on Team Brit. But I I really don't care. It's more of a... I'm not crazy about the term, but I would say more of an ironic watch. More about keeping up to snuff with a certain pop culture element. So you're not like searching for spoilers? No. Okay. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know sometimes when you get into things, you really get into things. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah. you need to know all the information. I would never ruin the Bachelorette experience. Well, that's good. Oh, and hey, we drove past each other yeah. on uh, Tuesday night. Gave you a little honk. Yes. At first, I was like, why is this person honking at me? Because <laughs> I'm used to your old car. 
And, and then, uh, and then when you waved, and I was like, was, "Oh, that's Frank." There was a cop right there too, and I don't know. I, I was nervous around oh, the police I see. officer. Yeah, you might have got yourself arrested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's how we're going to lead off this show. Okay. Have you had a much of a chance to watch any of it? I've watched a lot of overtime. Yeah. Yeah. I think every every overtime I've watched, for the most part, I I just watched basketball during the night and would flip to hockey here and there, but by the time basketball was over and overtime was still going, I would watch it. I watched the third period of last night's game, and I knew, which was game one of the Stanley Cup Finals, and I knew Chicago was coming back. Of course they are. I, I was I didn't have a doubt in my no, mind. None at all. I mean I just I don't see a scenario where Tampa Bay wins. Yes. My grandma said Tampa Bay was gonna win and I had to tell her no grandma. You're wrong, Grams. <laughs> You're wrong, grandma. You're dead wrong. Chicago's winning. It's Yeah. Um probably quite easily, I think. Um I think yeah, that's I mean, Tampa Bay controlled the entire game and then in one minute and 18 seconds. It was all over. I think that was pretty soul-crushing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mostly Chicago fans, or at least half Chicago fans in Tampa Bay. Yes. Despite um, Tampa Bay's efforts to uh, keep them out. Have you heard about the, the craziness? No. Well, um, like a lot of sports teams, and uh, especially in playoff, you know, like... Um, they try to make sure that the home team fans, you know, get the tickets first, you know. So the Tampa Bay had set up a thing where you needed to have, um, yeah, an account and a, a playoff, like like yeah. a temp and a Tampa Bay uh, a zip code to be able to mm-hmm. buy tickets, which you know a lot of teams do. Um, but then Tampa Bay decided to take it another step further, and then for the for the prime seats that are visible. Um, on TV, when the play is in the neutral zone, um, you're not allowed. If you have a seat in that section, you are uh, not allowed to wear any Blackhawks gear. And if you are wearing Blackhawks gear, you will either be moved to another seat or they will give you something else to wear instead. That seems like a violation of rights. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, the building is private property. I guess they have the ability to do that sort of a thing. I, I feel guess. like this is Gary Bettman's doing. It's not Gary Bettman's yes, doing. Yes, it is. Let's blame him. <laughs> Come on. Let's blame him. Um, it's not, unfortunately. Um, it's what's called the, the Chase Club, and that's the, the, the section of seats. That's uh, and uh, expensive to get in. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you're not allowed to wear um, jersey, hat, shirt, Anything that's uh, Blackhawks gear. I mean, you can still cheer for the Blackhawks and and things like that. But uh, um, I guess they only want to have Tampa merchandise. Can you wear white? Because technically Chicago is wearing white in Tampa Bay. You can, can, yeah. I mean, uh, you you can wear normal clothes. Uh, You just can't wear anything with the Blackhawks logo on it. That's all. I mean, I'm sure some people are thinking about maybe I'll just wear like a red sweater. Um, because Tampa has no red, and I don't know if they would make you change that, but I think as long as it doesn't have the Blackhawks logo. What what I thought was even more interesting is the mayor of Tampa Bay. Um, he was uh, 
speaking to a, uh, a, a Chicago uh, television station. And uh, they asked him about, you know, the Tampa's rule for, like, the home favoring ticketing and the dress code policy. And uh, he said, we don't want to lower our standards. <laughs> we want them to spend a lot of money here in Tampa, but you're not coming into my house. I don't think that's what it is. But that's what he said. Yeah, he's lying. Okay, fair he, enough. He's embarrassed that the entire stadium is going to be full of Blackhawks fans. Probably. And they're going to take his team away, which they should. And, you know, it's, and, but the thing is, it's also the same, like, with in the regular season. Like, if the Canadians or the Leafs are playing there, it's almost majority of old Canadians mm-hmm. who have retired to Florida who are going to yeah. see those games wearing Leafs and Habs. Well, the, well, there's the whole Las Vegas thing picking up steam as well for expansion, which right. just boggles the mind. Um, then they asked the mayor if that's the most hospitable way to view and treat visiting fans and he said hospitable we're gonna win we don't care about hospitable what's this guy's name bob buckhorn and then they went on to lose game one in an embarrassing and humiliating and heartbreaking fashion it's crazy though but even on the uh the ticket site when if you go to purchase tickets a little window pops up that says um we'll actually have it right here it says please note for all 2015 nhl playoff games only Tampa Bay Lightning team logos will be permitted in club area. Hmm. Fans wearing visiting team logos will be asked to remove them while in the club. Range of price, $982 to $1,570. For the club seats? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've been looking into prices for Cleveland Cavs home games. Oh, yes. You remember how, like, before... LeBron went back. You could get like courtside seats for like what two hundred bucks. Yeah, and now th- they range between game three to game six. Uh, about the cheapest is four hundred to six fifty. Right. A little too pricey. Yeah, it's. I mean, you probably have a good time. How much did you pay again when you went in Detroit? For game five of the NBA Finals? Yes. 100 bucks. Exactly. Yeah. Worth it. Completely worth and it. And they were saying today that the the Warriors home games, resale value is the high, highest ever for crazy an NBA game. I mean, uh, I think we just got lucky because somebody w- had comp tickets. Oh, okay. Sorry. I and, thought you... No. And uh, like they were... I think it was a family member of one of the players because he was... Very, very tall. So I assumed they were cool. a basketball player. And, and the ticket value on, like, the value on the ticket said zero. Oh, okay. So, but still, that's all right. Worth a hundred bucks. So, sorry, back to NHL. Yeah, yeah, back to the NHL. Uh, but uh, your Canadians. Yeah, disappointing. I mean, I, th- I thought they had a chance to come back. It was, cl- they made it interesting. At least they went out. I think the, uh, the, the problem was special teams couldn't score on the power play and they couldn't. Uh, perform on the penalty kill and I think their goal differential in the five games against Tampa was on in special teams was minus eight and you're not going to win any playoff series but, but what were the penalty minute numbers that led to I, that I'm not sure but I mean like they had a lot I thought the officiating was pretty bad from what I saw you think the officiating is bad in any game you watch it is okay <laughs> for the most part it's very rare that it's good but uh, 
I think in a, that series, loose officiating benefits Tampa Bay more than Montreal. Is there any? Do any of the four major sports have quality officiating? Well, I would say it's less impactful. Football and baseball, I think it impacts the game the least for the most part. I think they can improve some pass interference stuff in the NFL. But, I, I mean, that generally goes consistently both ways. Right. With hockey, playoff hockey in particular, not so much regular season, <clears throat> they can let a lot slide. And we talked about it last mm -hmm. episode, this idea of playoff hockey. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know, it's fine. I like it. I just think it favors certain teams and not necessarily teams that performed well in the regular season. And in the NBA... It, they can completely control games. True. That's yes. I believe every word uh. Tim Donahue said. <laughs> I, I don't. I believe every single word he's ever said because I've seen it. I know what the refs are like. I enjoyed your uh, tweets during the. I was the so angry play. that night. Yeah, you you, you have angry. no idea. Uh, you were pretty mad. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying not to push any buttons. I was I, just, it I didn't was, feel like it. Really? Oh, yeah. You thought I was trying oh, to... Oh, yes. I was just asking questions. <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> I was. I didn't watch sports for three weeks after that. I swear. I said... <laughs> I, I didn't say anything, but I was going to quit sports completely. That's how angry I was. I was like, why do I watch this? Right. Do we have anything else to say about hockey or should... No, no. I... I no, no. Because I'm already getting into right. NBA playoffs. No, I just... No, I... I uh, for... I wanted to ask your opinion on... Uh, on the Sabres hiring of oh Bilsma? Dan, Dan Bilsma. I don't know. I don't think he's that exceptional. Okay. I, I, I don't even know who a good hockey coach is anymore. Apparently, the Maple Leafs think it's Mike but, Babcock. Exactly. Old Babsy. Who's, uh, Babsy's looking pretty good. Well, he's only won one Stanley Cup. Yeah. I, Same I, amount as Bilsma. Exactly. It, it's tough. I, it seems like more of the NHL is leaning towards... The ability to keep a roster together and because an NHL team has to be deep, right? So if you start overpaying guys right. and everyone was saying with certain contracts on the Penguins, it cripples a team and it's tough to get out of contracts, all, all this stuff. It, it feels like it's the shift is going a little bit further away from coaches and on into management in general. So, I mean, it's tough to say what kind of coach. He'll be. I, I really don't know at this point if the if the Penguins were his fault or right. the GM's fault or just a team that's injured or gave up. Who knows anymore? Well, I mean, uh, I, yeah, the, the Penguins had a lot of problems. One being goaltending. I mean, uh, they won their Stanley Cup in spite of Mark Andre Fleury. Um, you know, even with what Penguins fans think about him, and as far as. Uh, Babcock goes. I mean, that's a lot of money to spend on a coach, and um, the the smartest coach in the world is not going to win many games with that lineup. Well, and well, those players. Just one thing. I don't know the rule. Don't laugh. Ha ha ha. I will not laugh do, at that. Ever. Obviously, I'm assuming coaches' salaries do not count in any way towards caps or anything. They don't. So why not? They have the most money out of any team. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I know they can. They can do whatever you want, sure. and I, I don't know what what I don't know the specifics of the contract if they can get out of it after, after a certain point. I mean, whatever that franchise prints money. So yes, if you think he's the best, go after him. If I would say, 
I don't know if the consensus is that he is the closest thing to a Popovich of hockey right now. I don't know. Well, I mean, you look at the players he's had in, in his time in Detroit. You know, like Nick Lidstrom is going to be a Hall of Famer. I would say three Hall of Famers and a lot of other. That's a, going to be a yeah, Hall of Famer. Zetterberg. Zetterberg is going to be a Hall of Famer. But would there be any other Hall of Famers besides those three? I'd have to actually or look any at the any lineup. exceptional players besides. I'm not saying they don't have good players, but I think he can. If players do what they're asked of, he he can be good. I I, I don't know. I just why wouldn't you spend money if if right? <laughs> no, but I'm saying, I mean, like the the. I mean, Detroit was successful with him there. I'm sure he's he's probably a good coach. I mean, he won two Olympic gold medals, but he also had probably two of the greatest hockey teams ever assembled uh, to win those. And when you look at the lineup that the Leafs have, they don't really have a lot of good players and a lot of their money is tied up in a couple of guys that don't care much about playing. Yeah, I would just say as an analogous argument, if you could pay, if it whatever it took to pay Greg Popovich in the NBA, right. if you could afford it, I would say do it. Well, sure. Right? I'm, I'm not saying they were wrong to do it. I'm just saying like... You better uh, be right that you think he is the Greg Popovich of hockey. But and I just I I think that Leaf fans are going to expect too much. I mean, he's not a wizard. He's a bit of a salty dog, though. I'm looking forward to seeing him in. Oh the yeah, yeah, Toronto media. Um, I know. Uh, I can't remember what book I was reading, but it was uh, it was a book about stories from TSN and in uh, uh, the year that he was fired from the Ducks. Um, he was like their in studio analyst for the playoffs, and apparently, in like his his first day, they were getting ready to shoot some sort of a promo, and they were having some technical difficulties. And you know, he didn't really know anybody there other than the other people on the panel. So he was like, <laughs> I guess he said, "Are we gonna fucking do this right or what?" <laughs> so I think, I th- yeah, I think he's a. I mean, he's not uh, Popovich salty, but we shall see. I have no problems with spending that much money if you think someone's good. Now, do you think the Sabres got screwed? With Babcock? Yeah. I know he interviewed there. I don't, well, apparently, I don't think they apparently, were... Apparently the Sabres thought they had a deal in place. Really? And then uh, Babcock went to the Leafs and said, this is what they've offered me. And they said, well, we're going to give you $50 million. And he said, I will sign with you. Who, who said, we'll give you $50 million? The Leafs. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, the Sabres apparently thought that they had a, a, a deal and an agreement for him to come coach them. Until the papers are signed, yeah, it means nothing. I guess not. It's so just, we'll see what happens next season. I think next season the Leafs aren't going to be very good. I hope not. But uh, I was right about Edmonton winning the draft lottery. That's right. You did predict that. And didn't I say I was hoping, or didn't I predict Minnesota too? I don't, I don't remember. I think I did. Man, I'm just on fire. Well, Minnesota had the best shot to win. No, I thought you said the Knicks were going to win. It was going to get fixed. Yeah, maybe. I'm just bloating my own stats here. Whatever. But the Lakers did get that number two pick. Yeah, I don't know if that's a huge deal. Well, there's, I, I don't know if there's a big huge man and There's two really good big men, and so they'll get the one that Minnesota doesn't pick. Yep. And uh, that's what they're looking for. So we'll see what happens with this big man A or B. Plus Randall. All right. Well, the, first, any... no, we're moving into okay. Basketball we're done. Now. All right. The Hockey Black is Hawks over. Blackhawks and how many games? Just to, I'm going to say sweep. 
Blackhawks in four. I'll, g- I'll give Tampa Bay one game in overtime. All right. To coincide with what I think will go down is one of the worst postseason seasons ever of unexciting sports, hockey and basketball at the yeah. same time. It's because there's no Lakers in the playoffs. That's the problem. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. No Lakers. Draft lottery. Lakers yes. are in. Lakers. I mean. Number two. Two to four, not a huge deal. I don't think, anyway. As long as you're in the top four or five. Well, normally, no. But, uh, like, you know, they want they need a big center. And there's only two really good ones available. So, I think it's it's good for them to be in the number two spot. So not a whole lot of ex- – I'm glad for Minnesota. Sure. Um, I, it sucks that the West got the top two picks for my team, but – Yeah. I think uh, – like, like, do you think Minnesota can pull it together and have yeah. a, a really – like next year or the year A couple after? years. But I think Cleveland is really pissed right now. <laughs> I would think so too. Yes. I mean, uh, Andrew Wiggins has turned out to be – Pretty good basketball player. Yeah, that was. Uh, I don't know if they care, but at the moment they of, probably don't care. They might care if they don't win. It, it's got to be a little bit of a, a I, rub to see I, that happening. And I think if Kevin Love goes play Kevin somewhere Love. else, then I think they'll really care, especially yeah. if they don't win. Considering how vocal or subtly vocal LeBron has been about Kevin Love yes. over Twitter and stuff like that. I, if he leaves, I can't wait to see what he says or when they play. Oh, yeah. He's going to trash love huge. Yeah. I don't think they like each other. Yeah. I don't think so either. You know, and I, I know Love is supposed to say that he expects to play there. You know, he doesn't want to cause shit during the finals. Yeah. He doesn't need media. And I, I think he's, I mean, he, I, could, he could be a dink about it, yeah. but he's not. I think that's good. I, I can't remember. This was the most shameful trolling headline i've ever seen okay i don't when kevin love announced that he expected to be ready for game one or the first well, they phrased it i can't remember the exact headline on espn i thought it was Kyrie said he'd be ready for game one. Oh uh, no for love though oh okay uh, they said love expects to be back for first game so people would click on it thinking oh some, right some, yeah yeah <laughs> They di- they didn't say next like they would yeah. say expects to be back for next season. They they did it just so you're like what? It was a stupid. I hate troll links like that. It's embarrassing. Oh yeah, it's the worst. Well, speaking of ESPN, the sports guy, sports is guy. Yep, Bill Simmons done, fired, let go. I I'm kind of missing it to be honest. Yeah, I'm missing his podcast big time. I enjoyed listening to uh, Bill Don't Lie and and his BS reports. Even, the, even I didn't. Even, I mean, I know you hated when he had Wesley Morris on. I know you hated when he did like like non sports people. No, it was just whenever he talked movies, I wasn't crazy right. about. It. But I, I mean, but I mean, he talks about movies the same way I talk about movies. Is it just you know just a fan? You know, no, and, it's not that. It's the everything is about. Building a, a career or a star. Oh, right. Like sure, th- that sure. whole Who cares? Yeah. Is a movie right. good or not? I don't care Got it. how marketable someone is. Right. Or just tell me if a movie's good or not. I don't. This. Th- I think the idea of celebrity and stardom is featured way too much in their sure. movie conversation. Well, if that's what you want, then San Andreas is good. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, it's good. It's good fun. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I'm people like, suspect he'll land at Fox. I think he'll go on his own personally well, for some uh, kind of subscription service. Or um, the other thing is going to Turner, where he's, he can be on TNT. Maybe he'll have some sort of a basketball thing. Plus, he's that's they own Bleacher Report, and you know he can maybe kind of turn that okay, into something. Yeah. So, which is uh, I want to see him be somewhere where I, I feel like lately he holds back opinions, and especially on ESPN, it was I don't know, I, I didn't feel he was being his true self, and he was. With TV and ESPN, especially when he's on TV, kind of holding back a bit and yeah. trying to be liked or, again, becoming part of the media problem rather than why I liked him originally is calling people out. He wasn't horrible. He wasn't definitely not as bad as some people are with that stuff. But right. I hope he just goes somewhere and he's got enough money now. Just, yeah. I mean, and like if people want your opinion and they want it funny and. Just don't water it down. That's, no. that's the only thing I can't stand. That's, that's why, I think that's why be, Chuck's the best. Well, yes. That's why I think it would be good if you went to Turner because, um, I mean, they probably wouldn't want him saying shit about the Atlanta teams, but the Atlanta teams are never any interest to talk about to begin with. So, But, you know, like the, they, they do have the, the basketball contract, you know, and so they get to, you get to, you know, probably be I – mean, he wouldn't be on that pen. They're not going to break up the panel with – Chuck and and uh, and Kenny and and Shaq and and Ernie, but uh, you know he'll have he'd have some sort of a presence. I would love for him to replace Reggie Miller. I'll tell you that. I oh, as like play by for like color <laughs> color. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I cannot take Reggie Miller. Anything anyone they can replace Reggie Miller Miller with, I'm game. Please, anytime, 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 time. Don't like Reggie Miller. Not one bit. So NBA playoffs, I don't know. I'm not all the, the like you said. The conference finals, complete duds. Yeah, not no competition at all. whatsoever. No. I really came down to the Clippers. In well, the, West, the fact that they beat the Spurs, right? Spurs probably would have been a little more competitive. Yeah, and two blowing the series against Houston was just horrible, abysmal, and as, just just embarrassing. As mad as I was. I'm trying to think of what would have made me more mad. When I was mad, when the, the Pelicans got absolutely robbed by officials in that game. Right. Or what happened to the Clippers. If I was a Clippers fan. Right. I think the Clippers thing would upset me more. Now, outside the one game. Because the were... Pelicans didn't have a chance, really, to win that series. Right. The NBA and officiating has predestined the Golden State Warriors to make the finals. So Okay. All right. Now, <laughs> do you... Taking an officiating okay. and just say it was right down the middle. Yeah. Do you think that New Orleans would have beaten Golden State four times? Uh probably not. Okay. But I think it would have been close. It would have been, you would have had more enjoyment watching it if the games just played out. Yes. Right. And it's not I I don't think it's not a statement about the star players on Golden State. I, I've always there's been this rule which we've talked about. I don't that star players get preferential treatment. I can live with that. That's okay, as long as it's consistent. And right. I think it is for the most part. I think Anthony Davis gets away with stuff sometimes too. Chris Paul gets away with stuff all the time. 
Anthony Davis should get technicals just on his eyebrows alone. Disagree. Now, <laughs> <laughs> the problem is like, the last five guys on the Warriors roster seem like Draymond Green. Oh, he's not last five necessarily. Draymond Green, Bogut, um, even David Lee sometimes, Spates before he got injured. I see calls that if this was any other team, I can't believe what they get away with. Right. And do you think you would have and their flopping is that more attention and notice more if it wasn't the Pelicans playing? Oh, I ha- I've definitely noticed. Oh, okay. That. In right. some of the Memphis games, it was pretty crazy. But I mean, regardless of all that, no matter how much I dislike them or or think that they are really really good. I mean, and, they probably would be where they are anyway. Exactly. So I mean, I can I can be up in arms about that, but we'll see with. My picks, who I think is going to win the finals. Right. Uh, the East was pretty boring yes. for the most part all the way through. Um, I think um, if that ref had seen Blatt try to call that timeout in the Chicago series, in, yeah, um, that's Chicago probably would have won the game because they would have got the technical and the ball, and there wasn't a lot of time left. That would have put them up five points, I think, at that time. Yeah, and 3-1 in the series. Right? Yeah. So that might have made a big difference. Oh yeah. So you could say that. Um and that series probably would have gone to seven games and that seventh game would probably would have been pretty exciting. I think if you're up three one, I it shifts heavily to Chicago. Well, yes, games. definitely. But I mean, but there's something special about LeBron James that There you know. there certainly is. And so like I even even if Chicago went up three one uh, I still, if I was a Bulls fan, I'd be like, this is still going to go seven games just because um, the next game in Cleveland, you know, the Cavs were winning that game. The most exciting thing about LeBron or the Cavs is the play between him and Mozgov. Like that, that's the difference on right. that team. The icy passes and an intuition between the two, they play so well together that when they're on the floor together, it's a huge difference. And, I hadn't watched a ton of the Cavs this year. Tristan Thompson's offensive rebounding is ridiculous. It's impressive. I can't. I, I can't believe that how many offensive rebounds he gets. Yeah. So, uh, I think they'll do really well, or they they have done well. I don't, right. I don't think they're going to win. I, I don't uh, think so either. I want them to. That was my original prediction: Cavs over Warriors. But I I I think the Warriors are just too good. And unless the officiating shifts and LeBron is getting every call, and I don't know. For some reason, it, it seems really biased towards the Cavs, which can happen. Sure. Uh, I I don't see any scenario where they win. I, I think the Warriors' offense is spread out much better. Their team's than, so deep. It's they're, a, yeah, they're you know, and and you know they've got a good coach. Um, I'd say the Cavs have a good coach if you call LeBron the coach. Um, like like honestly, like. It really must be, I guess, emasculating must be the term for David. How David Blatt feels being the coach of the Cavaliers because, um, no one, no basketball fan, no basketball media, nobody thinks that the success of the Cleveland Cavaliers has anything to do with David Blatt. I mean, he almost cost them the playoffs, and you know it's funny how. Like of all people that that team listens to, it's Tyron Lou, you know. Um, I guess they just you know maybe respected him as a 
a player and maybe they respect him as being a smart guy, but and the things that he's had to do to, you know, cause he saved that technical by yanking Blatt off the floor. And, you know, like you could see, I, I who was it who said, who uh, commented on it? I can't remember who commented on it, but like when you're watching the bench, you can see the players like paying more attention to what Tyron Lou says, you know? So, I mean, I, I, I think Blatt's gone. Whether they win or not. I don't know what, what his contract is like. I, I don't I, see how you fire a coach if they win. If they lose, he's gone. If they yeah, win, I, I guess they would. I mean, but if LeBron doesn't want him there, then they're going to get rid of him. You can't fire a coach after you win the title. Or didn't the Lakers do that with the, the run and gun guy from the 30 for 30? I can't remember his name. I don't know if it was. Oh, right, the, right, right. I don't right, know if it was right. the season right after, right. but it might have been. Could have been, yeah. Uh, so Golden State is pretty heavily favored in Vegas. Right. And I don't disagree that with the lines being what they are, it's not a, a foolish bet. It's your best value to bet on the Cavs. Right. right. Like There's a chance LeBron could go off, or more importantly, I think the X factor is Kyrie. I think Kyrie could, and J.R. Smith, let's say, they, they could ruin the Cavs or they could take them to another right. level. If one of the, even the one, which game was it? I think it was game three or four against Atlanta. Shumpert hit yeah. like five threes. Yeah. I mean, if they have weird random games from guys on that team, and uh, what's the – I can't remember his name. <laughs> the scrappy white kid who got into a fight with uh, – Oh, who everybody thinks injures everybody. Uh, yeah, he's a dirty player. Yeah, yeah. Why can't I think of his name? Doesn't it start with an S? Della something – Deladova? Deladova, yeah. 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 He he had a game where he hit six threes. Yeah. So if they end up ha- if it, I could see a game where James Jones hits seven threes or some ridiculous thing. That's sure. the, uh, to me that's the only way the Cavs win. I think Deladova's he's uh I don't think he's dirty at I, all. no. I like I just think he's like really intense and he just he just flings his body towards loose balls and stuff and yeah, things just kind of happen. Unfortunately, I saw no maliciousness. No, even like looking at uh, Kelly Olnick's play, right? Looked right. way more malicious yeah. than anything he's and, done. And although um, both of Trevor Ariza's moves were devastating, oh my god! Like, like you, like they weren't intentional. Like that knee to the face was not intentional. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. You know, and uh, you know, and he didn't. Like when uh, when Curry came down on his back, you know, it's like you know. I couldn't believe the the game where Harden had like thirteen turnovers. <sighs> that he was, couldn't like, even Houston dribble. Was brutal. Like it was brutal. I like I was watching that game. Why just, does this guy never have games like that against the Pelicans? I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't understand. He didn't have any games like that against. the And Clippers. I was watching so close on replays. Like I bet they're hacking him the whole time, and they're not calling it. Nope. Yeah. He was just. <laughs> He was just he, terrible. He just shit the bed big yeah. time. He completely fell apart. And it was was it game one or game two where he got stripped of the ball to end the game? Game one, I think. It was a game one, yeah. yeah. And he was double teamed and then just he lost possession of the ball. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah that was uh what a terrible, terrible performance. Yeah, I I still don't know why a team hasn't gotten a little more physical with the Warriors. 
I, I, I don't understand it at all. I think if the Spurs had played, they would have for sure. It, that would have been. Yeah. I, I, I think it could just be Curry might be too quick. Yeah. Like you can't even get physical with him. You can't it, push him around. He gets out of the way. Well, there was the one crazy tumble he took, but yeah, uh, that was nothing like that. It was just a. Well, yeah. He hit the ground. Really oh yeah, you hard, texted man. me about that. Is yeah. that what you were texting yeah. me about? Yeah, like that was it. Was pretty like his. Was it his mom? Is in the crowd. She's like, "Get up, step. Get up, step." I was like, "He's not getting up." He smashed his head off that hard court, pretty hard. But yeah. uh, I mean, there have been interesting moments in the past, but overall, they've been uh, unfortunately lackluster. Yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, first, the first round was fantastic. I'm hoping there's a chance the finals could be great. Could be. It's. I mean, you're going to see some good basketball. I mean, if if uh, you know if the the Pelicans, you know, use have a really good perimeter defense, that's going to really take away a lot of what the the Cavs can do. And um, I mean, they also have to try to control LeBron as best they possibly can. I know Steve Kerr really likes using the. The hack a shack stuff, and uh, well, Kevin McHale was doing it too in that series. But uh, you know, you just you just make your free throws. You know, who cares if they're if they're hacking? If you can make your free throws, then that's that's kind of your job. If you're a big, clumsy, goofy center, you know. Yeah, I find the hack a shack or whatever you want to call what, it yeah. no less offensive than how many timeouts teams get. Right. Game. Yes. If you're really that worried about the flow of the game and yeah, or how long games take, don't give teams. Oh, and some... that's the other thing about in the. Sorry, I didn't mean to point oh, my okay. finger at you menacingly okay. like that. In the uh, the Cleveland Bulls game with the uh, uh, the injury timeout and the refs let and the Cavs had no timeouts left, and if somebody was hurt on the floor. I loved when you no, said no, that. no. Was they were no, they were they were doing a review of a three point reviewing a three point, and uh, and the 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 Kems basically got a free timeout to set up a play, which won them the game. Well, I love that you bring that up because in the game against the Pelicans, sure. the Warriors. Do you know how many things they reviewed in the last five minutes of that game? I didn't watch. I didn't see the very end of yeah, the game at that point. They, so. It was insane. Eric Gordon was a foot and a half away from the three point line, and they reviewed it. Now that's they gave Golden State so many timeouts in that game, and they it, were out of timeouts at the same same. No, thing? but they just oh okay. Well, some they, but th- they, this was a major thing. Though, I you know. I, d- I think that's fine. I I disagree. It's like I've I see them review questionable stuff all the time, and well, no, those I, are free- I think the reviews are fine, but I don't think players should get to go to the bench for that. I think they just need to stay on the court. I, I would, because it gives I, them it gives them a free timeout. I would be in favor of that as well. Yeah, I just uh, think if you're gonna track how many timeouts they get. Once they're done, then they should, in any situation, be able to go to the bench and draw up a plan, which in turn won them that game. Again, I love watching the coaches' huddles when they're on TV and stuff like that. Yeah, It's stuff I would tell a, a, a high school basketball team. So we're right where we want to be, guys. We're down, but don't worry. Like They're saying the most obvious things in the world. These guys get paid millions of dollars. You cannot come up with... Better things to say, more insight than this, than what a, a common person would say watching a basketball game. They're want, they're trying harder than us. We're not getting back on defense. First of all, why do you have to tell professional players these things? Second of all, 
can you not have a little more insight than anyone would have watching a game or coaching? That's like if I was coaching a sport that I knew nothing about, just to help someone out or be involved. Yes. That's the type of stuff I would say. Sure. It's ridiculous. I, I, that's why and that's uh, somebody that does say that is Van Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy, when he's doing the games. Like he, he calls out um, lazy players getting back on defense all the time and, and like points it out. And it's true. Like you don't, I don't always catch that, but. And I, as much as I dislike Reggie Miller, at least sometimes he'll get specific about what's going wrong on a play. So he would comment on defense and a certain player is always going under a screen rather than over it. Right. And how that's screwing things up on defense. And I'm sure a lot of people don't like to hear that stuff, but I'd like a bit of it. I like something less than cliches and things I've heard in every basketball game. It just, it gets to be too much. So I, I would like some insight to things I might not even be seeing, which I think Van, G- Van Gundy's amazing at as well. What and, What is it about Reggie Miller that you don't like? He's wrong about everything. Oh, okay. And, and, <laughs> and he just, I th- I think, I get it. I, I think sometimes he's a bit, a bit contrarian on purpose, and particularly this playoffs, how much he's pushing that, what is it, Be a Hero campaign? Mm, yes. He mentions it five times a game. He's such a company man. It's disgusting. Get over the be a hero campaign. It, it's sad. It's embarrassing. He should be embarrassed. <laughs> Just let Chuck do everything. Yeah. I, sometimes he's wrong, but I can live with he's wrong because at least he sticks to his opinion and, and admits when he's wrong. Uh, everyone else just plays it so down the middle. It's so boring. Sure. That's <laughs> I, I love Chuck. The tweet that oh. I, I sent out—that's when he was on PTI. Let's. What was it? Let's remember. It was the a, listeners. He said, "Social media is where <laughs> losers go to." What was it? Social media is where losers go to feel important. <laughs> so good. <laughs> where losers go to feel important. He's the greatest. Yeah. Then yeah, they made the uh, uh, Tony and, and Will Bond laugh. Uh, as probably as hard as I did at that. That's like, that's so good. Uh, oh, I just, he could start his own podcast radio show. I mean, Shaq's coming out with his own podcast. Is he? Yeah. I, I would pay for Charles, anything oh, yeah. Charles Barkley did. Oh, that there's not fantastic. many people I would pay for if it was reasonable enough. No would questions be called, asked. It's terrible. Sure. And I'd buy it. <laughs> I love the guy. I would definitely uh, check that out as well. But, uh, I'm going to say, are we doing predictions now? Predictions. I think it's going seven. I'm going to say sweep Golden State. Wow. That's bold. I'm going to say Golden State in seven. You're like, I um, pray to God I'm wrong. I hope it's, it goes seven. I, um, I don't particularly care who wins. I, it would be nice to see the city of Cleveland win a championship. I would love it. I might, I might go down there. I'd go for a parade. It's only three and a half hours yeah. away. I would still try to get tickets if they drop a little lower for um, the game. I, I just, I love LeBron. I'm, I want, I'm, will be rooting for him in every single game. I just, Golden State is good. And I can't remember who made this point, but they were saying against San Antonio, right? When LeBron gets the sense that they have no chance of winning, 
he can, it might've been on Jalen's. I don't know. They can kind of check out. Right. And I could see that happening. He just, after a couple of games, maybe Kyrie's not a hundred percent. It'll be tough to win game one in golden state. So if Kyrie's not playing well, the writing might be on the wall early. And I don't know if LeBron, if he can, if he tries to will them to game two and comes up short, I don't know. He, he might. Yeah. Conserve a bit. So let's see. Uh, let's say Cleveland doesn't win, and David Blatt gets the axe. Um, do they promote Tyron Lue to head coach, or do they go look elsewhere? I mean, do they really want to go and spend money on somebody that might not get along with LeBron? I mean, LeBron gets final say, obviously. What uh, their owner has a lot of money. Yeah, I would. I would think. I don't know how more teams aren't going after Thibodeau. Yeah. I would be all over that. The most important thing, if you can't get Popovich, is get a coach who works refs and works how refs function. So Chicago, Thibodeau's team's always super aggressive, knowing that they're not going to call everything. If they call everything your team does on a super aggressive team, you'll never stop. And I think a lot of ways the Warriors operate under that principle too. And... I don't fault those teams for doing that. I fault the league for allowing that to happen. Well, but you'd be dumb not to. Well, you, that's probably where Kerr learned it. Yeah, exactly. You'd be dumb not to do that if that's how the league does it. It was notorious with the, the Knicks teams of the, the late 90s and early 2000s. And it's the league's fault. And if I was a coach, that's the first thing I'd be telling guys. And I, I hate flopping. I hate it more than anything. And that... Warriors game against the Pelicans that I'm still complaining about mm-hmm. had two of the worst flops I've ever seen in my life. I'll they try were, to link. They were bad. You sent me links of both. They were bad. <laughs> it yes. was insane. And I will share those in the sh- in the show notes or the comments. They, they fooled the refs on both. Players. And as much as I hate it, I do not blame them for doing it because the NBA rewards it. Yes, they do. I think they're pathetic for doing do they it. Do fines, but for I don't flopping? fault them. They do, but I don't think any... I, I haven't heard of one fine being given out for that. No. They set it up four years ago. Where is the list of fines? Because I've never seen one. Because they sure throw diving fines in the NHL yeah. often. So. They, they need to crack down on that. It is bad. I would agree. So, now, uh, have you heard the, there is some talk in uh, in Miami um, that they've approached Dwayne Wade once again to take, take a very little money. Uh, so they can uh, eventually go get like Kevin Durant or or somebody like that. Um, now they've already asked Dwayne Wade to take little money before. Now, do you think now now if you were Dwayne Wade, now would you be like, okay, I'll take a pay cut again, or you'd be like, you know what, I did it already. Now I should get what I. Well, earned. I think his options are take a pay cut or go bye bye. Either right. he's going to get traded or right. not re-signed. Right. He can do whatever he wants. If he wants to stay and build a winner, he's going to have to take a pay cut. What do you think he's going to do? Uh, and there's talks of if that you know if 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 Cleveland loses, you know, LeBron might try to get wa- Wade to go to Cleveland. I wouldn't want Dwayne Wade on my well, team. Well, no, because he can only play like thirty. Yeah, he's, 30 he's hurt all the games. time. He he doesn't shoot that well anymore. He's yeah. almost a liability yeah. if he's not playing the right role on your team. He's like Rondo. Yeah. I, I have not seen uh, amazing Dwayne Wade in a long time. So I would just 
I would not be surprised if he's not playing there and he gets less money wherever he goes. So he might just say, yeah, he'll, he'll do the math. It depends what their extent, like how long right. a pay cut would last for. Because other than that, I don't know how much longer he's in the NBA. Where would he go? I don't know. I don't know who would pay him. Like, I think Pat Riley's pretty good at knowing what someone's worth. And they're trying to take care of him or keep him in some respects. But Tomorrow morning, we're going to find out that he's gone to the Pelicans. Oh, I hope not. They, <laughs> they, they cannot. <laughs> they can't afford it. No, they do not need another guard. No. Uh, what else has happened? Well, let's, Pels, let's talk about Alvin Gentry. Oh, just crushed. Brand new coach. There were tons of options out there. Tibbs was an option. Jeff Van Gundy was a rumor. Just the biggest cock tease. So it's all the, the two names that, like JVG, that's all I would want in my life. I've said sure. it for years. Yes, you have. Just give me Van Gundy, right. and I will be a happy man. The you happiest. Want, you want Byron Scott? Absolutely not. I don't want Worst Byron Scott. Worst coach ever. He's a bad coach. And the thing, I don't know that much about Alvin Gentry. All I know is, and I was looking back at stats, I don't remember what roster he inherited in Phoenix. It was towards the end of the run-and-gun right. era. But that team was, I feel, underperformed with their roster for three years as with him as the head coach. Yeah. And that was coming off the most high-powered offense ever. And everyone's saying he's an offensive genius. He's right now the associate coach in Golden State. Yes. So I, I don't know how they're coming to this conclusion. Maybe, obviously, he could be doing great things with the Warriors. I don't, we don't know the division of responsibility or ownership for their great play completely, but I, I obviously I'm hoping for the best, but it, I thought it was a little disappointing. You have a chance. All I care about is whether or not Anthony Davis stays. Right. And unless he's in love with Alan Gen- Alvin Gentry and he said, that's who he wants. But how long is this contract for still? I think he's only got a year. Maybe two two with an option, maybe? Right. Like one or one in an option. And they're trying to re-sign him now. They were trying to before. Right. And maybe he said, no, I won't. And that's why, like, if you're Van Gundy or Thibodeau, if Anthony Davis is leaving, who wants that job? <coughs> that's right. the whole reason to go there. So, so he's leaving, obviously. I would not be surprised. Is he, is he going to go uh, to the West Coast, maybe? I doubt it. Yeah. How mad would you be? I would be livid. If you became a Laker. <laughs> Unless he got traded to the Lakers and they took the trade away for no reason. Right. Like I, they did with Chris that, Paul. That would be the greatest. I would love that. I would I would not be surprised if Anthony Davis stays, maybe a return for Chris Paul back maybe. to New Orleans. Because he doesn't L- seem to be too happy out there. L- if LA's a bust again next year. Ooh, that would be good. But he's going to get a lot of money. Can they really afford that? I think he would take a bit of a pay cut knowing his age. And he wants to win. He wants to win bad. I don't know if he, he doesn't care about money. State Farm pays his bills. He's looking. Uh, I'm pretty sure they all care about money. If a team throws a bunch of, like, you know. If you were going to tell me any, the, the player who's most likely, if they haven't won a championship in three years, to play for way less than they're worth, it's Chris Paul. Right. I would not be surprised if he goes to the Spurs either. No, that would not surprise me. He wants to win. Right. And he's really good friends with Tony Parker too. 
So if Tony Parker retired, I could definitely see definitely see <laughs> if if the Clippers don't make the finals in the next two years, I would expect to see Chris Paul on the Spurs, Pelicans, or Cavs. Hmm. It's interesting. Not, it dep- Houston, not Houston. I don't think so. No? Maybe though. It depends when. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know when Kyrie's contract expires. If it's around the same time as Chris Paul's, I could definitely see them swapping and getting Chris Paul. But, oh, speaking of the Rockets. Yes. That one game or two game where Josh Smith was hitting the most ridiculous threes. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was just flabbergasted. Like, he spends all his time on the bench. He's awful. Oh, he, he was just in that one game. had a few amazing games this playoffs. And even the one guy, I think he had nine assists and he was, his passes were amazing. He looked so good. He could he could be so good. Yeah, if he cared. Oh, it's crazy. And it's crazy. What about uh, all this money that uh, the Bulls paid for Fred Hoiberg, college coach? Yeah, uh, I never don't, coached in the NBA. No, I don't. I don't know the specifics of contracts. Like it all depends on whether or not they can get out. If they can get out of a contract, it to some degree. Although Chicago doesn't care, they they fired Tibbs and are paying him out for yeah. two years. So I don't think money's an issue with them. No. So why not? It's an interesting choice. He's supposedly an amazing coach. So I just don't know if college coaches, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. There isn't a proven track record of them translating to being great NBA coaches. Well, no, there's not. I mean, it has happened. I think most of the time it doesn't though. It's usually does a, does a college coach, match a roster yes and can he get the most out of that like just think i mean the classic situation is patino patino in boston it yeah. was just so, that was a total disaster it can go anyway so I, if i was a college coach unless you really wanted an nba championship i because college coaches i would think if you're good you get more money than the nba because they don't pay players. Oh like, yeah, no, of course, of course you do. Like I think Calipari's contract is insane. It's ridiculous. So to pull him I'm away, I'm sure Chashevsky makes uh, yeah, a fair why, amount of money. So I mean, you can, you are the. If it comes down to ego, you'd be dumb not to coach college, right? Because in the NBA, the players will always get most of the accolades. The, the in, one in thing coach, that the, in college, the coach is that's the name of the team. That's the legacy of a team, right? Not so much players. But the 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 big negative for coaching in college is that you have to deal with booster clubs and parents. Yeah. Whereas in the NBA, you don't have to deal with that sort of thing. It's like booster clubs is like because you know they're the ones that are paying you, and you know there's tons of pressure and and a lot of those. You know, it's probably worse in football, and a lot of them don't understand much at all they just expect winning all the time and you know in the nba you don't really have to deal with that so i can understand that would be a bit of a break sure you have to deal with fans and stuff but you know i i I think uh there'd be a there's a lot of crap in college that you have to deal with that you don't have to deal with in the nba so i I can see the benefit there but uh yeah there's probably a lot of money in the uh in the college ranks so good luck to fred hoiberg it's great last name it really is. Anyway, uh, NBA, do we want to do our little sure. game here? 
So, um, I got this thing in a uh, in a tweet. I forgot to write down the gentleman who sent it. Basically, they uh, take the five positions on the NBA court, and whoever put this together, they picked. I don't know, probably the five position players, uh, five players for each position that they thought were probably the best who mm-hmm. ever played in that specific position. Yeah, it's been around, I think, a year or so. This right. has been. I've never seen this before, and uh, so they so for point guards they list the five best point guards in the person's opinion, and then a dollar value for each one. The best player being five dollars, and then four, three, two, and one. And they do that for each of the five positions. And you have $15 to spend to make an NBA all-time starting lineup. And so I did this. Frank did this. And uh, I'm curious. To, I, I, I bet they're completely different. I would think so. I think they're completely different. <laughs> and obvi- uh, the obvious caveat, which I asked about, is they're in their prime. Yes, their best players years. in their prime. Shaq is a lean, mean, rebounding machine. So he's your pick for center. Yes. Uh, do you want to give your breakdown first? Do every player and the dollar value? Like just read out what's on no, the list just, there? Well, I think we should just do our whole team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do your team first? Sure. Sure. Okay. At point guard? Yes. I have Magic Johnson. For $5. For $5. Got it. Very versatile. Yes. Uh, for... Shooting guard. Yes. I have Clyde Drexler. Okay. For $2. For $2. I think he's a bargain. For small forward. Yes. I have LeBron James. For $5. For $5. You have to be a damn fool not to pay LeBron $5. And my power forward, Kevin Garnett, for $1. Yep. You got a defensive anchor there. Sure. What a bargain. Yeah. And my sender... It's I I think it's insane the best value by a long shot I would take Shaq and Hakeem Shaq's two dollars Hakeem's one I would take either of those over the top three on the list sure we're talking in their prime yes I'm taking Shaq all the way sure. two dollars there you go so your team is Magic Johnson at point guard Clyde Drexler at shooting guard LeBron at small forward um, power Gar- forward you Garnett have, hmm? Garnett Garnett and centery of Shaq. Yes. Now. $15. And if I could pick off the board. Why don't you wait to let me do okay, right. my team first. <laughs> At point guard for $5, Magic Johnson. I think that is the obvious pick out of any of the five players. Unless you're going to buy Stockton and Malone and yeah. justify that. The other pick, the players are. I'll, I'll put this on the, in the comments yep. too as well. Uh Oscar Robinson, Isaiah Thomas, John Stockton, Walt Frazier were the other point guards. So, yeah. So, $5, Magic Johnson. At shooting guard, for $5, Michael Jordan, the greatest player of all time. I thought about that myself. I'm trying to go for a team that distributes the ball a bit. Sure. And I just, I don't, I think Michael's a little too alpha for the rest of the team. But if you've got a guy like Magic who's distributing the ball... That's all you need. Yeah, I just don't want him saying, I got the last shot. That's why I built this team. You can all You make don't the want last the shot. greatest player of all time always having the last shot. I want the guy who's open because all of these guys get right. Except for Shaq. Don't get uh, <laughs> At uh, small forward for a dollar, Scotty Pippen. That's a pretty good value. And I think with Jordan, 
they obviously can play together. Uh, power forward for three dollars, Tim Duncan, and at center for a buck, the Dream, Kim Elijuan. Yeah, I think Kim's a good deal. I, my thing with Duncan is one of the well, top five or six players. Yes, of all time. but it's more consistency. If I think of his peak, I take Pete Garnett over Pete Duncan when they're playing at at their best. There was a time when Kevin Garnett would hit twenty foot jump shots, can of corn. Like it was nothing, and play the best defense on the team. So Duncan all the way. Mm. So Magic, Jordan, Pippen, Duncan, and the Dream. And if That's I could, if I could, I would have not. If I can pick off the board, I think I should be able to pick off the board for a dollar. Of course, I would have picked. Anthony Davis for a dollar at power forward. Sure. He's better than all these guys right now. It's ridiculous. Anthony, a- you're saying Anthony Davis right now is better than all five of these power forwards in their prime. Yes. Better than Carl Malone, Barkley, Tim Duncan, Dirk, and Garnett. Yes. Okay. And <laughs> I will say if I could have picked off the board, I would have picked Chris Paul at point guard for a dollar, and I would have taken Michael Jordan instead of Clyde Drexler. Right. That team's unstoppable. I think any yeah, combination of any of these players <laughs> is, is pretty unstoppable. That, that was fun. I'd never seen that before. I'm, yeah, it's a good little game. I'm upset that you've seen that before. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't remember. I, it's been shared with me before. It if is, we it have, is a in fun fact, game. done this on the show, then I was completely blacked out during the time. Because <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I, I have a weird sensation of that, but I'm probably wrong. Do you want to talk about the Iverson documentary? Let's do it. It's called, called Iverson. Iverson. Yes. Now, have you had you seen this? Was uh, made for Showtime for this year, I think. Yeah, but it, I read some stuff online. I think it was filmed almost two years ago. Oh, okay, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure when it was filmed. But well, it was yeah, I saw some date saying it was 12, and then on IMDb, the official release date was last year, okay. which could have been like a festival sure. release or something like that. So, yeah, I think. It's recently released, yes, but been in the works for a long time. So, so I don't know the details of the struggle of its release, but it aired on Showtime. Now, and you seen the Iverson Thirty for Thirty doc? I did a while ago. I, I don't remember a ton it's about. Pretty it. similar to this. Yeah, I think the Thirty for Thirty is much better, and I don't even think it. The Thirty for Thirty was much better. I don't even think that was that great either. So, and I this th- was directed by Zatella Beatty. There you go. Just for to has, get it out. Has BD done anything else? Uh, I don't. She, for, to my knowledge, no. This is the only thing she's directed. She's acted in some stuff. Oh. So basically, it's the breakdown of his entire career, um, college career, a little bit of his high school stuff as well. That's some pretty good interviews with other people. You know, just it uh, started off with his retirement. And then kind of jumped all the way back to the beginning of his career and um, his early life. He lived in the projects. And um, what I found kind of funny is that they interviewed his best friend growing up and uh, his mom, who Iverson said was like a second mother to him. And they're still living in this trailer park in the projects. (laughs) His best friend and the woman he called his second mom, which I thought was kind of odd <laughs> well yeah it gets into his financial trouble too so it's tough to right. say 
But um, I mean, we talked about the Kobe documentary last yes, time. Sure. I think this is definitely a worse production. Yes. I I think it at least shows a non personal perspective of Iverson. Well, but yeah, but it did, still acts that. mostly as a fluff piece. It's like, a big time. There, there's nothing that interesting. It's it's a video essay of his life. It's like pulling together video footage and interviews and doing his Wikipedia page. Yes. There's no reason for this movie to exist. Like there, there's, yeah, there's nothing to it. I much, mean, much like the Kobe one. No I mean, reason. Sure. Like, you know, like, um, there is his influence on his style. Like, I mean, he kind of was the first guy to really have a lot of tattoos, like an enormous amount of tattoos for an NBA player. Um, you know, and he had the, the, the cornrows look, you know, so he had a, an, an image that was something you really hadn't seen before in the NBA. So, I mean, there was that. And uh, I'd completely forgotten about his rap album and the fact oh, that man. it was never released. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, which, uh, terrible lyrics, mm-hmm. which was probably why it was never released. Well, the, the whole idea of the 30 for 30 focusing on the story at the bowling alley. Right. That's the most interesting yes, thing. Yes, absolutely. There's no need for this other stuff. It's, I mean, if it's there for a time capsule of one day a kid is doing a project on Allen Iverson and needs something to watch, sure, that's what you would use this yes. for, a grade five or six speech. Other than that, there's no... like When you think of documentaries about individual athletes, it's hard to make a case for them existing. Right. Rather than a period in their life or a certain story revolving around them a whole by the numbers lifestyle or lifeline completely unnecessary. Yes. So take a look. The only one I can think of off the top of my head that really makes sense is something like Lance Armstrong's where it's looking at why he cheated, how that goes back into the sport of cycling, how other people cheated him admitting it. Like this guy was an icon Live Strong was a big deal. So there's all this stuff that I think there's a lot of meat to that. And that's why there's probably two or three documentaries on the subject. But this, there's, this felt like a way for him to repair his reputation. And right. It doesn't look very good. Like there's some bad looking footage that's recently recorded. Yes. I mean, like you mentioned uh, the, the bowling alley and for those people that don't know, um, when he was in high school, and you know he was probably probably the most famous person in the town at that time. Um, he and his friends were bowling at a bowling alley, and uh, some people from a rival high school came in. A lot of white kids from a rival high school came into the bowling alley, and uh, you know things were said between uh, people that I'm sure had a lot to do with race, and a brawl started. And there's video of the brawl happening. And in the video, you can see Iverson kind of standing far away from it and saying, let's get out of here and leaving. Um, but when the police came and, um, you know, all the, the white kids said it was Iverson that started it. And he was the one that was uh, injuring people and throwing chairs and stuff. And, and so he was arrested and he was convicted and he went to prison. As a as an eighteen year old kid, um, you know, for um, injuring all of these rich white kids, even though like there was clearly video of him not doing any of that whatsoever, 
but for whatever reason that video was not introduced into evidence the uh the police um uh, a member of the police allegedly lied on the stand about um how his how Iverson's photo was taken and put into a lineup and then you know it turned out after a few months the the governor um um the state governor um basically gave him a pardon and he and his friends were end up being released from from prison because they realized that the whole thing was there was a little bit of a conspiracy thing so that was that kind of defined his earlier career and then it kind of went on to his playing Georgetown and then being drafted number one overall by the 76ers and showed his you know his rookie of the year and his all-star game MVP and his league MVP and all the scoring championships and um there was a, a, a fair amount on his famous press conference. Which you, you can expect. That's my problem. Everything I see in this, I know already. Yes. And two, if maybe if they had practice footage of Iverson and how he acted, like maybe not showing him in a positive light, or right. I think the movie makes excuses for his behavior. It, it doesn't. Well, it does. It does. It doesn't all they do is it. they say that you, you, you don't understand. see the whole. Yeah. You don't see the whole press conference. You know, which I'm okay with. I'm, but at least show the other side of the story too. Sure. And the all the best moment. Finally, I will give some praise to one Kobe Bean Bryant. Okay. Something I hadn't seen before is him, the trash talking that he he did when he said, "We got a bet." over under how many times you end up on the floor tonight like that <laughs> i love that well that's something that's, that kobe's I, always been famous for which is trash talk. well that's what i mean so uh, how that would be a good documentary exactly nba trash talk yeah and actually showing it and getting permission from people how they talk to each other that is something i'd actually want to hear i mean obviously you'd have to take out anything that's sexist or homophobic or racist because like no that's the whole well, point no, but th- then it would take off the focus of of you know listening to stuff like that because then all would just it would just be a big controversy well I, hey if that's how they talk that's how they talk well sure and but i no don't know why give, we're protecting no one, them no one will give permission for that stuff exactly you know? but so uh, if you're not willing to give permission to what you say on the court that's a little suspect that uh, that NBA Finals was amazing. The the Lakers beat. Wasn't it? They lo- well, they showed they lost the first game, but then they win the next four. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Lakers. They, there was just it was just a wonderful. Well, that's the the movie is showing the highest highs. Yes. They right. it, they really were never that great. I mean, no, no, they weren't. I mean, uh, I mean, they were almost beaten by the Raptors in that one seven game series. Yeah. When the Raptors had the dream and and all that, but uh, my, I think my my biggest takeaway from this movie was the school of ministers' name was Pooh Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I would just I would rather watch a five minute YouTube clip of Allen Iverson's highlights, sure, or and the Allen Iverson Chris Rock interview. Which is also the best part of the movie, too. Yeah, there was some good stuff in that. I, I mean, comparing Allen Iverson to Kobe Bryant, considering they both have documentaries about them, I think Allen Iverson comes off as being much more real. Sure. Like, I think Kobe, there's just something about him. I, I, there are glimpses when I see the real Kobe, and I like that. It's the other times when I see a, a persona. Iverson, I think, 
is always himself. I wish they showed a bit more of his negative self in this movie. But again, there, there's no point to see this really. No, it was, it was, I don't know, pointless, pointless fluff piece. Yeah. I'd forgotten that, uh, uh, he played for the Grizzlies. I remembered him. I remember the trade to Denver and I vaguely remember him on Detroit, but I completely forgot that he played for the Grizzlies. Yeah. So. And I do remember his his brief tenure in Turkey. There's got to be more to those stories. Yeah, having there had to be in, something. And the documentary avoids it completely. So yes, it, I think it's tough. I, that's why the Lance Armstrong documentary is so good. Is that he has to toss his ego in the garbage to make that movie, whereas the last two we've watched for the show have been building up ego, right. or protecting image. And there's no point to seeing that at all. Do an interview. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, you know why they won't do interviews? Because they can't cut it after and show what they want. No, no, that's true. So it's, they'll never do a live interview or uh, their egos are huge, which again, as we said with the Kobe's kind of makes them who they are, but I don't get necessarily in either more so from Kobe's. I got it than this one. Uh, how ego factors in to their lives, good and bad. Sure. It, it's, it's garbage. Avoid it unless you're a huge Iverson fan. And even then you've probably seen everything in this before. I still feel bad about for his best friend living in that trailer park. Yeah. Well, then you start how good friends were they? And no. it, it just feels so calculated. Yeah. Though a- Hogwash. There were some Santa people. Man there were some people that, like with like, the the video clips that they showed, like the news footage of the 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 people that they interviewed, uh, you know, during the uh, the uh, the bowling alley brawl, like the news footage from that time period. There was a lot of hillbillies. <laughs> oh, big time hillbillies! Sure, you remind me of something else though. The movie starts off somewhat interestingly. It's kids yes, yes. kind of saying how bad he is yeah. and that he's, for everything they've heard, he's a jerk. He, he said something about he came to the school and yeah. didn't talk. And then the one kid was like, he's my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> but they've heard bad things. He's yeah. no, And like the, I thought, ooh, maybe this is going to really examine yeah. that. It doesn't. No. It's almost like just established as the audience, in case you don't know that much about Alan Iverson, coming from kids. This is his reputation. Right. Even the sweetest kids think he's a bad guy. This movie's going to show you why he's misunderstood. And I don't know if he is all that misunderstood. I think he's a complicated guy. I think he's kind of a, a likable guy. Sure. I'm fine with him not being role model. But I'd rather see more of him being unlikable along with him being likable. It's just... yeah. You like, you like Kobe more, though. No. Not even close. I, I actually found him, Iverson, to be pretty charismatic. And I like his practice interview. Sure. I no, oh, I do too. I think it's great. Did you see today it was re- uh, released on ESPN that Larry Brown was saying he was drunk when he was doing that interview? That Larry was drunk? or that Larry Iverson Brown said drunk? Iverson was drunk during the practice interview. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't hear that. It's in his new or He was having an interview with someone who was writing a book, and when he said... He was gone for most of the afternoon. He made like drinky, drinky emotions to right. quote Simpsons. Do you uh, do you think that's true? That he was drunk? Yeah, I don't know. No. He didn't seem that drunk. No, 
He seemed pretty aware of what was going on. There was no slurring. I, I do. I will check out the full Chris Rock interview at some point because that was awesome. Yeah. Everything that came out of that, I really liked. So, Well, because Chris Rock is funny. Yeah. And He's a good I, interviewer. I, well, I thought Iverson was pretty entertaining on it himself. Like when he said, are we allowed to swear or curse? And said, we all fucked up. Right. Oh, I, I, I like yeah, it. that was good. But other than that, garbage. so your 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 ball rating? A light one ball, a very light one. Ball. Yeah, I'll give it one ball. I'll give it the crock. Disappointing. Do you want to move into uh, balls around the world? Yes, I do. All right. So the London Marathon just uh, happened, and uh, there was a guy who uh, entered the marathon named Jack Woodward, and he was raising money for testicular cancer. For his run, and he had raised about five thousand five hundred and some odd dollars. And the reason I think this story is appropriate for ball junk and balls around the world uh, is because he did the race dressed as testicles <laughs> with big googly eyes. <laughs> and there's, a, I, I'm going to put both pictures, but there's a there's a good selfie. A very happy well. pair of testicles. Oh yeah, yeah, healthy. That's pretty good. Cancerous free testicles. When was this? Pretty recently. Yes. The last, yeah, the recent London That's marathon. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that was sent to us from uh, Stephen Carpenter. Nice. Thanks, Stephen. Who uh, found that and thought it would be appropriate. Very appropriate or Absolutely. inappropriate. Um, probably not very comfortable to run in that costume. It did take him uh, almost uh, six hours to do the race. Probably lost a lot of sweat, water weight. Um having that thing covering your entire upper body and not being able to breathe, but good I, on him. I see some uh, breathing holes in there. Oh, I'm sure there, there must have been some. But uh, And where was it again, sir? London. Oh, it's... London Marathon. It was cool and breezy sure. in London. I will uh, I'll, uh, throw up some pictures of uh, the testicle costume. Um, this is another recent story. Uh uh, this just happened uh, last weekend uh, <laughs> in Florida. Uh, high school graduation. Uh, the video of this just went viral. Um, I don't know if you saw it. I don't think I did. All right. So it's one of your, your, your regular high school graduation. Everybody's in caps and robes and walking one by one as their name gets called to uh, go get their diploma. So the one kid uh, gets up on the, on the stage and as he's walking to... Greed, I'm guessing the principal maybe. Um, he kind of opens his robe and pulls out a, a WWE championship belt and raises it up over his head. And just as he approaches to get his diploma, out of nowhere, someone runs in, kicks him in the gut, and gives him a stone cold stunner <laughs> on the stage. Yeah, I missed this one. <laughs> uh, the video was pretty funny. Um, obviously, it was all a big setup, and the two friends had gotten together and done it, but. Uh, um, even though the parents and the kids in the audience cheered and applauded because they thought it was fun and enjoyable, the school administrators were not happy. Um, they told the kids they should be embarrassed and ashamed and they were very disappointed of them. And in the meantime, until they have a meeting with their parents, they're not giving their kids their graduation diplomas. Schools are the worst. Schools are stupid. <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, they they did the work. They graduated. You can't withhold their diplomas because they were a couple of goofy seventeen year old kids. 
I, doing a the fake graduations are move. so boring. At least inject a little life into those things. I'll put a link to the. Uh, I to find the it interesting that we're there. about what twenty? Nah, that's from the prime of Stone Cold. Oh yeah, fifteen years removed, and that's still the move they used. Sure, I think it has a lot to do with the WWE Network being now available. You get to go back and you can watch all that stuff. What what move would be that iconic of the last twelve years of the WWE? Well, the only well the other thing is the is Randy Orton's RKO because there was a whole big blow up last year of the RKO out of nowhere and people were putting. You probably saw a bunch of those vines. No, no? basically they were superimposing video of Randy Orton giving his move to. People in other videos who were falling down to make it look like he oh, okay. was doing it. It kind of had a big thing. It was on ESPN and stuff like that. So, uh, but other than that, I can't think of. Yeah, it's it just there were some. I obviously I was younger and watched sure. it, so things seemed more iconic. But you know, Hulk's leg, people's elbow. Sure. The stunner though is is the easiest one to do anywhere, and it's shocking. Yes, it's good. But uh, yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> the video is funny. All right, so I'm going to give you the basis of a story, and then I'm, I'm going to give you a uh, – it's kind of like a, a contest. Not really a contest, but like the game. Okay. So a man in Fargo, North Dakota is going to spend at least a, a week in jail for drunk driving. Stupid. Driving drunk is always a, a dumb thing to do. Stephen James Anderson, 27, was convicted uh, for an incident on New Year's Eve where he allegedly drove – while under the influence of alcohol, a judge sentenced him to nine days in jail with credit for the one day served. He'll also have to pay $1,500, a $1,500 fine, go through a chemical dependency evaluation, and, part- and participation in the state's 24-7 sobriety program. Uh, witnesses said Anderson was driving erratically and crashed several times, and a witness testified in court that he saw Anderson yell, Crank it up! Um... Now, Anderson's attorney argued that her client wasn't guilty because the law isn't clear about whether what he was driving is actually a vehicle. So, what was this man driving well, while I, intoxicated? <laughs> Sorry, where did it take place again? Fargo, North Dakota. Well, I think I know, but it has to be sports related. Or It does have to be sports uh, one- related. I think it's obvious. I think it's a Zamboni. It is a Zamboni. Driving drunk. He crashed into the board several times. And when he was yelling, crank it up, is because the PA announcer was playing ACDC. Oh, so he was in? He was. It was during a game oh, okay. in, between, in between periods. Can you actually? He couldn't have gotten fined for that. He certainly did. That's ridiculous. Yeah. There's no one else on the ice. It's not part of... The highway system. In Canada, it would not be part of the Highway Traffic Act. No, but if you're in a parking lot and you're drunk from driving, you're still driving drunk. I don't know about this. Well, it's true, though. I mean, if, if you were at if you were down the street at Food Basics and you were intoxicated driving your car in their parking lot, parking lot and you got pulled over because you were driving erratically, you'd be arrested for drunk driving. So what's the difference between being in the parking lot or being inside the building? There's no chance of any other vehicles being on the ice. You don't have to be around other vehicles to be like... Well, even in the case of a parking lot, there's other, there could be cars there. No, but if, if you're intoxicated and you're sitting in your front seat 
you're arrested, whether your car is operating or not. I don't know if that's true. It is absolutely true. I think I could go get drunk in my car in my driveway right now and not get arrested. You could, If you're sitting in the back seat, you're fine. But if you're sitting in the front seat, you can be. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I had a friend leave a bar and uh, go into the parking lot and sit in his car. Didn't even turn it on. And the police knocked on his window and said, you can't sit in that seat. What if you don't have any keys? Same thing. I, That's I don't think, bullshit, I don't think it matters. man. I don't know. That's fucking bullshit. Just don't be intoxicated and get into a car. Way to ruin the game. <laughs> I mean, you're, being a sports podcast, you really only had two choices. Zamboni or golf, golf cart. cart. Yeah. So, and Fargo, you made a good choice. Um, are you a big college football fan? No. Either. It's growing on me. I'll say that. Um, but you, you know, you know, you know about the recruiting process for colleges, getting the high school kids coming. You know, they. I've played some them. college football video games that simulate sure. these scenarios. So a, uh, a Cincinnati school decided to do some uh, clever marketing. Uh, the University of Cincinnati uh, wanted to uh, get Fort Wayne football prospect Ben Skowronik to be on their team, to be a Bearcat. Uh, so what they did was Photoshop a picture of the wide receiver into a uh, graphic of Chipotle restaurant <laughs> catching a burrito. <laughs> Do they have the picture? Uh, yes. Fellow high school recruit Austin Mack posted the graphic of the Homestead High School wide receiver going long for a semi-wrapped burrito. <laughs> um, and uh, in the picture, it indicates that uh, Chipotle is less than two blocks from the stadium. <laughs> It only printed off the top half of the, of the picture on the bottom. Was it known that this particular student liked Chipotle? It doesn't say in the article, but I'm going to assume that maybe he likes burritos. <laughs> Less than two blocks from Nippert. <laughs> it's pretty good. It is pretty good. You know who would like that? Jay, Jay Chiel. Yeah. Can have some of his nacho salad. He loves uh, Chipotle. So I hope it works that they uh, are able to sign this guy. I'm trying to think of how you would entice me. Yeah, it didn't say if any other schools were trying to entice him with any other fast food restaurants, but uh, you never know. What would entice you? I don't uh, know. Uh, There's nothing that rare. Picture of you catching a, a Blu-ray in front of a <laughs> uh, uh, Best Buy. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It's pretty good. Yeah, like a frisbee toss. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. Uh, I mean, every Arby's I like, but it's everywhere. You'd have to really dazzle me. Sure. Finally, I want to do a bit of a, a callback to something we did a few episodes ago about uh, ballpark food. Oh, right, right. I've been here on, when you, after you talked about that story. Yeah. I heard about the the Krispy Kreme dog. Oh, yes. Three other places, and they were talking about it again on the radio today. Huh. I'm breaking news here. These guys are behind the times. <laughs> we were talking with that stuff a month and a half ago. I mean, we are... We're... Did they, so did they come up with a name, I'm guessing? Uh, no? I, I don't know. I, I wasn't talking about that particular oh, okay. story. <laughs> I thought we had the name. There was a contest no, 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 to no. name it. Oh, yes. That's right. <laughs> I found three more uh, food items from ballparks that I thought were pretty interesting. Okay. One is available in uh, Miller Park in Milwaukee. It's called the pulled pork parfait. It's served in a regular parfait cup, 
but it's layers of mashed potatoes and pulled pork and topped with gravy. I love this. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, it turns out, though, they stole the idea from a place called Hank Daddy's Barbecue, <laughs> which is based in Maple, Ontario, Canada. Same town as Canada's Wonderland. That's in Maple. I gotta go to Hank Daddy's. Hank Daddy's uh, to get the pork fay. <laughs> Hank the pork fay. Yes, that's good. That's a good name too. There's a pulled pork. Now, did they steal potatoes. the name from Hank Daddy? Uh, no, they. Well, they're calling theirs just the pulled pork parfait. Oh, at Hank Daddy's, it's the pork. It's fay. the pork fay. Wow, Hank Daddy. Yeah. yeah. Bring um, it. The other thing is the uh, the pulled pork parfait in, in Miller Park has its own Twitter account. <laughs> it's uh, at Miller Park Pork. <laughs> See how many followers there are for this thing. Uh, I just followed it today. Miller Park Pork. 144. I, I was expecting more. Yeah, that's true. And you get to see a picture of it. Looks good, well. though. Looks good. Um, the Fresno Grizzlies. They're a uh, minor league baseball team. A lot of this stuff happens in the minor league ballparks because I guess they have nothing to lose. Um, they've come up with a concoction called the Frankenslice. My name's <laughs> in it. I'm excited. It's a slice of pizza with a hot dog rolled into the crust. So technically, it's a Frank in a slice, ah, a Franken slice. I think that w- wasn't that done at Pizza Hut at some point, or like little bits of hot dog. Yeah, okay. Yes. This is a full-on hot dog rolled in the crust. Seven bucks. Now you can eat it however you want, but the chefs say the idea is that you eat the slice of pizza, and then once you get to the crust part with the hot dog rolled into it. You put ketchup and mustard on it oh, and eat it like a hot dog. It makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. Great idea. Absolutely, yeah, I think so. Uh, and the whole thing is baked in a smoker, so mm. it has a smoky taste. Don't know if I want my pizza smoky flavored. Well, I mean, if you're getting bacon or pepperoni, sometimes that smoked meat is good. Nope, I'm out. No smoked pizza. You're out. It's out. Frankenstein, you're out of here. Well, you look like you're going to vomit. No, I'm fine. Yeah. I guess I you're out of here. Just think about the pork fay again. And the other thing, uh, this is a, uh, another one from Dodger Stadium, the big kid dog. Did we talk about the big kid dog last time? I don't remember. It's the the hot dog uh, covered in uh, mac and cheese and Fritos. No, I would have loved that. Yeah, I think that one's pretty good. Well, I mean, I can p- pretty much put mac and cheese on anything and enjoy it. But uh, yeah, it's a 100%, 100% all beef dog. Topped with mac and cheese and covered in Fritos. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at pictures here. Looks pretty good. You got the crispy. Reminds me a bit of the, uh, what's it called? The stack mm. at the silo in uh, Niagara Falls, New York. Never been there. No? I know. Do I, do I know the restaurant? I don't know. It was on one of those shows or whatever with, they put like the f- the fried. Oh, I think I think Chiel went there and was yeah. telling me about it. That's yeah, very good. That's like the fifth Cheel mention of this show. He's the last person that wants to be mentioned on the Ball Junk <laughs> podcast. So we've probably offended him. I don't but think so. He'll never hear this anyway. So we still got, uh, we'll, we'll get to our uh, sack time questions. And we got the gas pedal. Um, I was thinking maybe we'd, this would be a good time to talk about our next episode. Okay. Right? Because, you know, the NHL will be done, NBA will be done, NFL won't have started yet. And really, in the summertime, all you have is we could talk about the Women's World Cup. Probably not going to do that. I don't know how much I'll be watching. We could talk about the Pan Am Games. Also, 
taking place in uh, in Canada. Canada stinks. Probably not going to talk about that. So really all we have is baseball. America's favorite pastime. I think maybe this would be a good time to dedicate an episode to a, a classic movie franchise associated with baseball. The Bad News Bears. I wasn't going to say that. I know. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> Major League. Because it is a franchise. How many are there? Three or four? I would only be willing to watch three. <laughs> I will stop it back to the minors. Oh, is that is that what the fourth one is? What, what are they here? Is that the one that brings back all the original people? Yeah, I think we could do that. I think it could be interesting. How many are there? So this trilogy of the Major League Baseball movies. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to watch. Okay. All you ball handlers that uh, want to play along, now you have some opportunity to watch the Major League franchise. Sack time. Send us your uh, comments and questions. Balljunkpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also uh, send us your uh, comment or question via the Twitter. Um, at balljunkpodcast. At the gas man lives or at dirty frank three hours in dirty uh first one is from andrew conan at Drewcore. uh at ball drink podcast i'm a big mls fan major league soccer is tfc toronto football club uh viewed as major league in the area they made big signings and finally looked like a playoff team. Um, I'm going to say no. Well, in terms of their popularity, I think they do pretty well. I think I'm, sure, a, I'm sure I they think make money, a, and I know they sell out, but um, I don't know how much of a demand there is for tickets. I think there is a specific part of the population that loves it. I have friends who go have season tickets. I've I've gone twice, I think, to games there. I, and the level of soccer is just not that good. No, now they they regularly sell out. Oh, for sure. Yes, and you know the fans do enjoy being there. Yeah, it's fun once in a while. If I don't watch English Premier League, I'm certainly not going to watch right. MLS. I mean, it uh, it's if there's a if you're watching the like the a Toronto sports show um, or the station that carries their games. Uh, if there's no playoff hockey or the Jays don't play, it could very well be the second story that they do the highlights of the game. If they ever were really good or made the playoffs or deep in the playoffs, I'm sure people would talk about them. Yes. But we've yet to cross that. Point. Right. We, it, it's, it, they're not really a water cooler topic yet yeah uh next one michael kastner at mike mikes uh bringing your kids to press conferences unprofessional now the backstory of that is uh on two occasions during the nba playoffs steph curry has brought his uh young daughter uh what's her name don't care let's call her julie um to the press conference and, and both times, I mean, I don't want to say was a distraction, but a lot of the focus of the press conference went to what she was kind of doing. And a lot of the media were kind of focusing on her and taking pictures and, 
And that kind of became a story of in of itself. So is it unprofessional? I don't know. A lot of the stuff that happens at press conferences, some of the things that players do is unprofessional. Sometimes it's funny where they use the same answer for all the questions. Um, <laughs> I but- want, believe me, a professional press conference is good for nobody. Absolutely. It's the most boring thing in the world. Very boring. Speaking cliches, tell us nothing, do it out of obligation. So, I mean, I wasn't uh, retweeting links of the Goofy Daughters performance, but at least it's more interesting than what Steph Curry would ever say. True. There's a reason why they usually don't share links of post-game press conferences. No. Because nothing gets said. So whatever. I, Do you think it's unprofessional? No. No. I, just, I think it's unprofessional of the league to make them do it. If they have nothing to say, why why go through this? You want to watch uh, a good press conference. Um, the most recent one from the UFC uh, where Daniel Cormier won the uh, light heavyweight title. Um, uh after like he, Daniel Cormier is a big uh, he's a big pro wrestling fan. He's admitted that you know he always talks about it and stuff. He's always at the events. You see him in the crowd. Um, he was a collegiate All American wrestler for I think Oklahoma. Anyway, so now he's in the UFC and now he's the light heavyweight champion. He just won uh, the belt that was given up by John Bone Jones, who's got his own problems. So at the press conference um, now, when they made this fight um, before. John Jones had any of his trouble. He was scheduled to fight Anthony Johnson that night. Um, then he had his own things, his own legal issues that he had to deal with. Um, there was a hit and run and there was money and there was cocaine and there was all kinds of stuff. So he was suspended and stripped of his title. And uh, so they needed an opponent for Anthony Johnson. Now, uh, um, sometime I think in late June, Cormier was scheduled to fight a guy named Ryan Bader. But Cormier is a big name, so they took him from that fight and put him in the fight with Johnson for the title. Cormier wins the fight. They go to the press conference afterwards. Uh, Ryan Bader is there at the press conference. And, and in the back of the room, he's kind of jawing at Cormier. Um, and so, you know, they, they kind of – Bader comes up to the front and they kind of get into a big confrontation. And Cormier is on the microphone and he said, you know, I'm not trying to run for you, Bader. I got the title. You want a title shot? I'll give you a title shot. I went to the UFC and asked them for the easiest fight I could possibly have. And I said, I want Ryan Bader because he's the easiest fight. And that was a really entertaining press conference from what you're going to get. And you built up a a future fight. Um, It was almost like it was a pro wrestling match. And I think uh, a lot of these athletes, when they're in these press conferences, they really need to do something to make it interesting because well, a lot of the times they're pretty goddamn boring. Well, that's the whole point. The only ones you ever talk about are the train wrecks. Yes. They're all, it's, it's like NASCAR. Yeah. And that's true. It's, that, there, that's, it's there to catch it when some guy goes off and they have something to talk about for weeks. That's why, you know, we always hear people saying practice. We're talking about practice. And you hear, um, the guy, Playoffs? Was, yeah, the guy from the jets, Playoffs, Colts. Yeah, Colts, right. And then uh, and Herm Edwards as well. What was his? Um, Herm Edwards had a good one too. You play. Yeah, that's it. To, to win, win the, the game. game. And Denny Green. And it, TSN's, how many times they show yeah. these top 
50 yeah. press or top 10. They're top 10 shows now. There's or? some good college football ones as well yeah, where I, the coaches freak out. But I've seen all of those at least sure. 60 times now. And, and those are the ones that people remember. Yeah. And I think if press conferences were more interesting and entertaining, like, like it would make some of the give more stories to the games even. But it's never going to be, be like if the answer to making press conferences more interesting is have players bring their kids. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, that's true. Oh God. <laughs> and finally, this one's from Chris. Hey guys, I'd like to get your opinion on something. I grew up in Houston and was and have been a big Rockets fan. However, I've been living in Cleveland for the past 10 years and I'm settled here now for the foreseeable future. I've been rooting for the Cavs on the side since the move. At the time of writing this, the Rockets and Cavs could potentially face off in the finals. That didn't happen. The Cavs are in the finals, though. If that happened, I would be conflicted. A sports championship in Cleveland would be huge, and I want it to happen. It would be good for the city. And I would put aside my Houston roots to cheer on the Cavs to help make it happen. I think you put too much stock into your cheering there, Chris. You're not going to help anything. Anyway. Uh, the fact that uh, the fact is the Cavs winning benefits me more than the Rockets winning, and Cleveland is and has been my home for some time now. What's your opinion on team allegiances in these types of situations or others that you can think of? Thanks, Chris. Well, for me, it comes down to the game being played. So I can say maybe in the past I like, you know, uh, this team's growing on me. When I was starting to like the Bills more, but I was still a Raiders fan. When they played head-to-head, it just swings the pendulum. It becomes so obvious who I'm cheering for. Right. And then there's a, a there was a time when that, that pendulum swung. The, the, the scales tilted, and I, was, I could tell I was a Bills fan now because when they played, I didn't give a fuck about the Raiders. I wanted the Bills to win and destroy them and murder every player on their team. And I think... Oakland w- would be more suited to murder than Buffalo. I don't care. Anyway. And then... So it, I just think it becomes obvious when you see those two teams play, you should have an emotional response. That's what it's all about. And when you see that at some point, something in, you're going to cheer for something involuntary, you're going to catch yourself and it'll be obvious who you should cheer for. And it sounds like it's Cleveland. I don't want to tell you until a scenario like that plays out. You'll know, you'll feel it right here. As soon as the tip goes and you get offended or angry. So in like four years in the Western Conference NBA Finals when Anthony Davis and the Los Angeles Lakers are playing the Pelicans, are you going to still be able to cheer for the Pels or are you going to be still loving Anthony Davis? The day Anthony Davis leaves the Pelicans, he's dead to me. (laughs) It's like I hated Roberto Alomar and he went to the Orioles and I loved him. That's how sports works. True. Very true. It's just the way it goes. It's kind of how I felt when John Cordick was traded from the Canadians to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I like and respect players, but I would never switch teams because of a player. Ever. What's the point? So now, now being a Bills fan and being close to Buffalo, now if you moved to, say, um, Jacksonville. New Orleans. What about New Orleans? Okay, so let's say you moved to New Orleans. And uh, the job you had, they said, you know what? You want uh, season tickets for the Saints. Um, would you start cheering for the Saints? Well, I would root for them. Sure. Now, if when they Buffalo played the had Bills, a game scheduled in New Orleans, would you? I would you, wear my Bills stuff. 
All right. 100%. Just like I wear my Pelicans gear to every Raptors game I go to. Even though I like the Raptors and cheer for them in the East. Right. Now, would you wear your Pelicans gear to a Raptors game if the Pelicans weren't playing? Mm, yeah, I usually do. Hmm, interesting. I always find it weird when people do that. Yeah, I have done that, I'm pretty sure. Would you ever wear your basketball gear to a baseball game? No. I've worn Orioles stuff to a Blue Jays game when the Orioles weren't playing, though. Were playing or weren't? Weren't. Hmm. I've never done that. I usually only wear something if the team is actually playing there. Or if it's loosely, loosely associated. Like, I've worn my Bulldogs gear at a Habs game sure. before. That's it for sack time. Is that okay? Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're just kind of looking at me funny. Sack time's over. What sack time say? is over. Once again, uh, balljunkpodcast at gmail.com, at balljunkpodcast on the Twitter, um, at Dirty Frank, three hours and dirty, at the Gas Man Lives. We like getting your questions and comments. So we're about to wrap this up. We got everything tied up into a neat little package. We talked about the NHL playoffs. We talked about the NBA. We did a, a review of kind of a lame documentary. We did some funny sports stories. We answered all the sack time. We talked about our next show. Do you know what time it is now? Gas pedal! It is the gas pedal. Are you ready? Yes. In three, two, one. American Pharaoh tries to become the first horse since 1978 to win the Triple Crown when it runs the Belmont this weekend. Will it win? No. My money is on Glue Factory. Rob Gronkowski and his family will be appearing on Celebrity Family Feud. Yes. What celebrity family would you want them to face? That's a tough one. I have to think about that one. The Hernandezes. Like Aaron Hernandez? Yes. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Former New England tight ends going sure. head to head. Gronk. That's going to be pretty fun. I kind of want to watch that. Uh, former FIFA president Sepp Blatter resigned shortly after being reelected amid rumors that he is going to be indicted on corruption charges by the FBI. Can't we just have fun playing footy? We can. All right. Well, that was an easy one. All right. Yes. The 2015 FIFA Women's World Cup begins this weekend here in the Great White North. This weekend? Yes. Oh. It's starting soon, man. There's games in Hamilton, for God's sakes. Uh, Canada has 12 to 1 odds to win it all. That's not going to happen. U.S. and Germany have the best odds to win. Who you got? I'm going Canada. Wow. It's very patriotic of you. And I'm not patriotic. You are I'm not going patriotic Canada. at all. All right. Uh, Rafael Nadal lost to Novak Djokovic in the French Open quarterfinals. Nadal now boasts a 70-2 and record at Roland Garros. Will anyone ever have that kind of a win-loss record anywhere? No. 70-2. and That's a pretty insane yeah, record to have. It's nuts. And finally, Dwyer flonking world championships are this August. What? Are they in Canada too? Who's your favorite? I don't even know what we're talking about. All right. Dwell flonking involves two teams, each taking a turn to dance around the other team while attempting to avoid a beer-soaked cloth known as a dwell thrown by the non-dancing team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dwyer, and the World Championships I, are this August. Where are they? We got to go. I don't know. I think it's in the UK because they do a lot of weird beer drinking things. Or maybe in Scandinavia somewhere. Mm, I like Dwyer flonking. Oh, dear. <laughs> Poor Sean. I don't, know, I don't know what kind of flonking you do with that guy. Well, that's it for the gas pedal. You did a good job this time, Frank. Thanks so. for downloading the show. Thanks for listening. 
Uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. I don't even care if you listen to it. Just download it. Subscribe. Uh, we want to, to spread the goodwill of Ball Junk to everywhere in the world that we possibly can. So stay Balls tuned. Balls around the world. Balls all around the world. So uh, stay tuned. Go watch the Major League franchise. We're going to talk about that next show. It's going to be the Balls of Summer episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Talk to you guys soon. Balls! <laughs>